Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. It's your boy Johnny Clutch giving hot takes and sports that I love. A lot of NBA news um, going on lately, so let's get right down into it. First thing to talk about is Anthony Davis being traded to the Lakers. Uh, obviously a big deal. This was a deal that was really in the works for many months. When Anthony Davis requested that trade, it was made very clear that he wanted to be traded to the Lakers in our big market. But it looked like the Lakers were front runners for a long time. So the trade was Anthony Davis going to the Lakers for Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and multiple first-round draft picks. Uh, I say the Pelicans got decent value given the situation, but the biggest question here will be the health of Brandon Ingram. He had that blood clot issue towards the end of the season. And uh, Lonzo Ball, who has been very injury-prone throughout his first two seasons in the NBA. Uh, first thing, I hope Brandon Ingram was fine with that blood clot issue. That's what ended Chris Bosh's career. And towards the end of the year, Brandon Ingram was really starting to come into his own. So he could be a very good get for the Pelicans in this trade. Then Lonzo Ball, I feel Lonzo will never live up to the hype that his dad gave him or even just the plain out hype of being a number two pick. I just don't think he's that good of a player. But if you can tell me that he can be a good floor general and one of the best defensive point guards in the league, I can see that happening for sure. Him and Drew Holiday have the potential to be one of the best defensive backcourts in the NBA. And then the Pelicans obviously getting all those draft picks. You can use all those draft picks to help build a team around Zion in the coming years. The Pelicans really, especially if Ingram and Lonzo can stay healthy, they really got a great haul here, even though they did not get Kyle Kuzma, who reportedly was holding up the trade. It looked like the Lakers decided to give them multiple draft picks instead of giving up Kuzma to make sure that this deal got done. On the Lakers' end of it, a lot of people want to already crown the Lakers uh, next year's champions with them having LeBron and Anthony Davis, and obviously that's a great start to your team, having you know two of the top t- uh, seven or eight players in the NBA. But... um. To me, it, I don't know. I just don't know what the rest of the roster is because the only guys really on contract right now for them for next year is LeBron, Davis, Kuzma, Mo Wagner, Jermaine Jones, and Isaac Bonja. And th- those last three guys I named aren't really a big part of the team. They're trying to offload those guys for more salary cap space so they can possibly get a third star. And what me with the third star thing is that I don't – for me – I wouldn't give a max contract out to Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving, or Jimmy Butler. If it's Kawhi Leonard, I definitely give him the max contract here. I definitely surround my team with those three guys. To me, you can have any cast of characters around Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Kawhi Leonard, and you're probably going to win the title as long as they're not complete scrubs that you're putting around them. But after Kawhi, instead of getting someone like Kyrie or Kemba, I say you just build a really, you know, good all-around team get like four to five veterans that you can you can have a bench you know if they get Kyrie or Kemba that's a very very top heavy team and we also saw what won the finals this year Toronto was really eight deep like they had a very strong bench bench they had Ibaka Van Fleet you know coming off the bench room and they they were both very key contributors also, I feel that them going that route is a more realistic option given the fact that, you know, the Lakers' current salary cap situation is that Kyrie, Kemba, Kawhi would all be taking pay cuts to go there, and I just don't feel like they take that. Kemba can make the Supermax in Charlotte given the given the fact that he made the All-NBA team. 
I don't see Kyrie Irving taking a pay cut, especially to go back with LeBron. I know they've mended fences, but I don't. Fe- I feel he just doesn't take a pay cut to do that. I feel he's locked in and going to Brooklyn. I guess you could maybe say that Jimmy Butler would go there, but Jimmy Butler, you know, as we've seen, wants to be the alpha dog and spend the thing, you know, in Chicago, Minnesota, was the thing at Philadelphia this year. So we'll see what happens with him. His his free agency would be very interesting to see. I, he's a true wild card. You don't know what's going to happen with him. But again, getting back to the Lakers, you have guys like J.J. Redick, Danny Green, Patrick Beverly has had interest in going there. Those are all guys that would be very good in building a team around LeBron and Anthony Davis. You need those veteran guys that will be key during playoff time. Uh, next bit of news that we're going to talk about is uh, Chris Paul trade rumors. Now reports are coming out that Chris Paul is very unhappy in Houston, and there's been a lot of tension with him and Harden for the past couple of years ever since they joined up, and especially this year. Um, two things I want to take from this. The Clippers right now are saying, we told you so, especially given the fact of how much they got in the trade for Chris Paul. They got Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, and a first-round draft pick. And during Chris Paul's time and after Chris Paul's time with the Clippers, there were reports coming out from teammates there that said that that they didn't like playing with Chris Paul. And I'm not saying that Harden's not at fault for any of this here, but when you have a player that's having problems in multiple places, who's the common denominator here? So you got to think, I want to give most of the blame to Chris Paul for why this is happening. And I like Chris Paul. He's a tough, smart player. But he's just tough to deal with, and he's tough to play with, and it's been shown on many occasions. And another thing I want to take away from this is that, of course, the Rockets were going to deny any of this, given the fact that they really can't trade Chris Paul at the moment, given his huge contract. In the last two years of Chris Paul's contract, when he's going to be 36 and 37 years old, he's making north of $40 million. No team would be crazy enough to take that. So, to me, they have really no choice with the men fences here because they're stuck with each other. And another thing I want to point out is I think he's a great GM and he's made a lot of great moves in the past, but I feel that Daryl Morey should be getting a lot more blame than he's been getting. He is the one that overpaid Chris Paul. He's the one that really overpaid Clint Capella, especially the way Clint Capella performed in the postseason. I just don't get why they're trying to make Mike D'Antoni a scapegoat. To me, I think D'Antoni took this team as far as it could. That, that was... That was the best the Rockets could do, honestly. And, you know, especially given the year before, I know they had Trevor Ariza. They took the Warriors to seven games with Kevin Durant. This team has truly maxed out at its current state. It's not going to get any better from here unless they make some changes. And right now, because of Daryl Moore giving Chris Paul this big contract, they lack flexibility to make changes. It will be very interesting to see what happens with Houston this offseason. Well, with that being said, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. I'm trying to post more consistently now. I know I haven't posted in a while, but I'm going to start uh, being more consistent again with this podcast. And I'm going to try starting to upload videos onto YouTube. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button on my podcast and look me up on YouTube, Johnny Clutch Sports, and hit that subscribe button on there too. Really would mean a lot. Thanks for everyone for listening. Peace out.